It's recording. Oh. <laughs> that was pretty quick. Jesse doesn't want to do this podcast. It's our very first, po- first podcast. Well, it's our very first podcast. Mm-hmm. It's going to be my podcast, but yeah, you're my you guest. You keep saying our podcast, <laughs> which I, I didn't realize I had any association with. Well, it's my podcast, and you're my guest today. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so welcome. Oh, thank you. Um, it's so nice to sit here on your lap while we do this. <laughs> Jesse just made us um, gin and kombucha, which is delicious. And we're sitting on our couch, and I want to talk about um, 2018. Naturally. Right. Because it's the new year. And hopefully it'll be a better year than last year. What do you mean when you say that? (laughs) Maybe you should be the host of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Are you interviewing me? Sure. Okay. Let me ask you a few questions then. (laughs) Stop. First of all, Stop. how long is this going to take? Stop. <laughs> so. Seriously. Second of all. Well. Is know, it going to have that little E on it when you play it? What does that mean? Explicit. Oh, yes, it is. Because probably they'll be cursing. I mean, one would just, one would just think there can, would be. I can manage to not curse if that's. Well, I don't know. I can decide if there's going to be an E on it later. At any rate. <laughs> Are you, all right. Um, you've got me off track already. <laughs> um, I asked you. You asked me. You said, hopefully next year will be a better, or mm-hmm. this, hopefully 19 will be better than 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, in my experience... Be, having been 18 and 19, 19 was better than 18. That wasn't funny. <laughs> so naturally, this millennium should also oh, be better at You also asked me how long this was going to take. Oh, how long is this going to take? Um, I don't know. I was thinking that my podcast would maybe be hour-long episodes. <laughs> but, but we'll see. Let's just start um, it short with me because... Dax Shepard, his podcast, every episode is two hours long, which is... Insane. Too long. But somehow I still listen to it. That's too long. Um, so. What's his podcast called? Armchair Expert. Yeah, if you're going to drop a. Mm-hmm. It's a good podcast. You should name. listen to it. We still don't know what this podcast is going to be called. To be determined. Or if we're talking loud enough for the microphone to record us. It's fine. <laughs> so in 2018. We decided to embark on this adventure of building an addition on our house. And maybe we should give a little bit of backstory about our business and why we wanted to build an addition. Well, to start, we live in a house that's 1,300 square feet, Mm -hmm. which is totally doable. Mm -mm. Except for the fact that our bedroom only has room for one dresser. And I think that everything comes down to that one dresser. Our master bedroom has a queen size bed and a dresser and they literally both touch a wall. And the dresser is the nightstand. On Jesse's side and on my side there's a wall. I don't even have a nightstand, which but, is a major point of contention oh, but, in our marriage. <laughs> hold on. I will say that when we first set up that room, I didn't have the nightstand. I was against the wall. 
Uh, actually, right. it was the radiator, not the wall, that I was against. Because at the time... And you had a sill. Even when you well, didn't yeah, have the dresser, you had this right. little sill you could yeah, use as a nightstand. I had a place to put my phone and my drink. Yeah. But listen, I don't know when things got mixed up. <laughs> I don't remember how we got from there I to here. Because I like to rearrange furniture, and there's only so much you can do in a really tiny house. Well, I mean, it was okay the way it was. Well, the, the worst part was when it was on the other side. There's there was that there's that projecting eave. So, so when Jesse would sit up in bed, this, he'd hit his head on this this wall, this wall. Yeah, it really wasn't that. Or it's terrible. like a ceiling. I don't really know what it is. But. but at the time, because you were closer to the door, you could get up and go to the children easier. Yeah, because they were younger then, and they, they woke really up more. Young. Yeah. Um. So we moved into this house. Uh. It'll be six years this spring. So what year was that? Um. Two thousand. 13 we moved into this house that'd be right yeah. in the spring um the girls were one and three years old and we bought this tiny little house in kimberton pennsylvania are you are you going to give out private information on this i'm podcast? not going to put out my address <laughs> come on now although if you drive around kimberton and look for a giant addition on a house it's like not going to be that hard or to if find. you google your name stop our you address just shows up stop. it's not that stop. hard so we bought this house. It's um, also like how transparent am I going to be? Because we bought this house for really cheap, but it was a disgusting, huge heap of trash. Well, you don't know who's going to listen to this. I mean, what does that matter? Well, what kind of person would you not want? To I don't know really care. How much you bought your house? I don't for? really care. I'll because talk about also, money with anybody. You know that. Uh, it's all available on the Chester County's oh website. They can tell you who who holds the note on the mortgage. This mortgage is in my name, I think, versus our last mortgage, which was in your name. At any rate, we bought our house for $140,000. And we had sold our house in Philly and made a little bit of a profit. So we had uh, some cash to fix up this heaping steaming pile of poo because this house is so this, cute uh, this the bones of this heaping pile of poo that you <laughs> fell in love with i know that the first time we walked in you said this is the house and as the man I, which was, i looked at you and wait. was like what the fuck is she talking about the man who was selling this house was literally sitting in his like recliner chair smoking as we were walking through this house with our children um Many other people had come to look at this house and, like, not even made it in the front door because it was, like, so nasty and smelly and bad. What did you like on your first impression that that um, was that strong? I mean, other than the fact that we had walked through some really terrible houses. I think it's that it had charm to it. So this house was built in 1930. And part of it originally was a candy shop. So it was a tiny little house and the other half of it was a candy shop. And it just had charm to it, even though it was like soaked in tobacco tar and like just so gross. I don't know. I guess I could see the charm underneath and I really love to torture myself. I liked, I feel like the windows and the doors were charming. Mm -hmm. They're original to the house. The molding is charming because it's original to the house. Mm -hmm. And, um, and other than that, I mean, 
the layout was so so. It was horrible. The layout was horrible. And, and then you know, I remember we that have a we lot of windows for like, a while about whether or not we could live in houses with this small of bedrooms because. Mm-hmm. And we were like, "It's fine. We'll just we'll it's fine for now. We'll figure it out later." Um, which I feel like is kind of a motto in our life, looking back now. Well, we do figure it out later. What do you mean? It's not like yeah. it's not like you have a child and you're like, well, what college are they going to go to? I don't know. I'm not going to have a kid. Okay. You ha- that's how life works. Right. Okay. You just have to go. So, is the yeah the house was really we blew out a bunch of walls and made it more functional. It was not functional in the state that we bought it in. Um, so, so we anyway, had we had the cash. On. Yeah, we had the cash from selling our house in Philly to do work on this one. Um, I so we had, did that. I had planned on using the current garage that was here as a shop, mm-hmm. which I did for a year or two while I was working for somebody else, realistically. You worked for somebody else for the first year that we lived out here and then you started your own business in 2014 and then you operated a a shop out of our little garage we i made it work but it was limiting you know only Mm -hmm. accepted things that were within reason and then because jesse is a carpenter and he builds cabinetry and custom pieces for people so you're building big things and it became very difficult in a small garage with low ceilings. And yeah, it was a shuffle. And if it's raining, you can't open the door and shuffle things outside. Correct. Yeah. So what year was it that we uh, started renting We started the renting the barn in fall of 2016. Right, but the promise of that started earlier in that spring when we kind of solidified that that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors... Um, purchased the property on the other side of them um, which had a huge huge old barn on it um, and we asked them what they planned to do with it and they didn't know and we were like well we'll gladly rent it from you and I feel like that kind of um, I don't want to say that helps them to like decide to buy the property not by any means. But I don't know. Do they think they'll listen to this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like it was helpful for them to know that they like had somebody who would use that barn, which you did. I think it has to be helpful. I mean, it yeah, would... they're still trying to rent it out. If anybody needs a barn to rent, let us know. There's a great little barn for rent down great, the street. Great barn. Great people. Yeah, good people. Anyway, share the space with some bats. <laughs> Jesse rented this barn for walking distance from our house, which is incredible. Um, for two years, about two years, he rented that barn and it was a gigantic, beautiful space, but completely unheated and unconditioned. Um, so at first I didn't know there were bats, but there were vultures. Oh yeah. The vultures, (laughs) the mommy vulture had babies. So when they first bought the barn, there was a hoarder who had currently lived on the property. So the barn was filled with, with really exciting stuff. Really exciting stuff. A lot of trash, they, but there know, were some treasures. There were some exciting things. Mm-hmm. That's that's your hoarder instinct that sees another hoarder's pile that and is like, so not oh, look at, this, look at this mountain of treasure. I'm not a hoarder. I mean... You need to take that back. We did get those chairs out of there, at least. We got good stuff out of there, and we I'm not a, a hoarder. Things. So anyway, 
I would call myself a minimalist, almost. Well, moving on. Okay. I don't know about that. All right. Moving on. There was a a bunch of stuff in there, as well as some Hold vultures. On. I take great pleasure in throwing things away. Hoarders <laughs> do not take great pleasure in throwing things away. Okay, go ahead with the vultures. So it turns out you can't chase a vulture out of a place that it's living. Is it still recording? Yeah. It looks like it is. There's a red icon. Mm-hmm. Good, because this story's good. Yeah, go with it. So you can't chase a vulture out of where it's living. Because they're mean. Or was it just because there was a baby vulture in there? No, it was because there was babies. I thought it was some sort of endangered species story or something like that. No, babe. I'm pretty sure there was... Vultures are not endangered species. They're just horrible and mean and ugly. there was a protection over... There was a vulture's nest in the barn and the eggs hatched and these baby... You had we had to just wait till the baby vultures like all got big enough and they all left and flew away. I don't know. They would hiss at you when you go in there. I don't know if you remember that, but so that mommy vulture I'm, would get. Real I'm going to use the names of our neighbors. Okay. I feel like Dennis was ready to shoot him <laughs> and get him out of there. But Barb wouldn't let him. But Barb wouldn't let him. Mm-hmm. So everybody just looked at these vultures with disgust as they would land on everybody's chimney around. And uh-huh. just like hiss and poop, and then they just look at you and they just hiss. One day I was in the barn and one of them flew into the window like a big old dummy, <laughs> and it was the loudest crash because a vulture is not small. And then he was upset and he just sat right on the windowsill and hissed at me the whole day. Because he took his home. No, because I didn't leave the window open. I don't know why. Anyway, so the, the vultures finally left, and the then there was left. bats. And then there was poop on stuff, which it was, it's, it's more like poop and pee combined. Not, it's on like, this, like, beautiful stuff that Jesse's building. Yeah. And he'd, like, go into the barn, and it would be, like, covered in, and like, And there would be poo. this stuff on there. And luckily, it would, I didn't have a single time that it wouldn't clean off. It always cleaned off, which was fine. Right. And I eventually learned I needed to cover some things. Mm-hmm. And I got a big old party tent. To set up in there so that things could be... When you were spraying finishes on things, you would do it yeah. inside this contained tent. Yeah. But the Which biggest awesome. issue is that you couldn't work with the finishes that you needed to, finishes and glues, um, in an unconditioned space. Because it was it was so cold. Right. And if I had to poop, so in the I had winter, to run home. Well, yeah. And there's nothing worse when you have to poop than running. But that doesn't have to do with the heat. That just meant there was no bathroom well, there. Well, there was no bathroom there. At least you were close to home. I know, but it's sometimes it was not close enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> so winters were, it was, it was hard. The last, winter is always hard time for work. Um, but it's extra hard when you, like, can't really use your shop because it's not heated. Um, which brings us to early 2018. When we decided to um, pull the trigger and build an addition on our house because we, so we were paying rent at the barn and we figured out that we could essentially be paying the same amount in a new mortgage after we build. On something that we own. On something that we own. And ideally we could build ourselves a bedroom that housed more than one dresser. Yeah. Yeah, we just and and because we love where we live and it's 
the market here is super crazy right now. We would never, ever, ever, ever find a house on three quarters of an acre for $140,000. No. Ever. So, like, we have a really great spot and a lot of equity in the house. And we decided we would just, we would stay here and, like, literally until we die. Um, and build this addition, which is a... Jesse's making weird faces at me. It's a giant shop for Jesse and then also an extension of our first floor, creating a large living room, first floor laundry room, powder room, and master bedroom, bathroom. And I will say that that second full bathroom is also 100% necessary. Oh, yeah. As we have two girls who are getting older, like the four of us cannot survive in one bathroom well and once you realistically go from a house that's 1300 square feet to <clears> 2000 you need to have two bathrooms in the real in the real well, estate obviously. market because it doesn't make sense to have a house that's that big and just have one bathroom yeah so and the master bedroom bathroom is on the first floor so when we're really old and like decrepit and can't go upstairs we can still live in this house Right. So the so the process for yeah. us was to decide to do it, which meant first getting a loan, securing money. Mm-hmm. So which, this whole process... Sorry, I interrupted Which, you. after you do that, you have to start with... Then you have to start designing it. The whole process is really insane because you don't, you don't have any idea what's going on. So you're applying for this loan... You're taking out as much money as you possibly can. Like, we maxed out our debt-to-income ratio. Um, And so then we, like, have this chunk of money, and then you got to pay your architect to do your drawings. So you've gotten a loan, shelled out money to an architect, and then you have to take those drawings to contractors to get bids and prices for things. So... There's no way of knowing how much things are actually going to cost until you're well into this process. Like right. we had a we had a general we idea. We had a general idea, but we like, just weren't sure how much of that money could be saved by us GCing, GCing our own project. And, uh, yeah, and putting a lot of sweat equity into it. Yeah, um, and the architect that we used is a friend of ours, and she was really great. Um, and helped us design a really, really beautiful space. And we decided to make some more expensive exterior decisions because we really love our old, charming little house. And we wanted the new portion of the house to really go with it and not just look like we slapped an ugly box on the back of our house. I'm not really, I'm not really convinced that it would have saved us that much money to go with like a salt box ugly design outside no, I think it I, would have saved us some money but it wouldn't have been like oh look we live in it now because we were able to finish it so fast because we had all no, the money in the world but I think that like a, I mean I, I wouldn't I, I don't regret doing it the way that we did it but like a way simple frame, framing plan I mean you could have bought cheap windows you could have bought cheap vinyl siding like yeah so that's a different problem Those no, no, are, I'm not saying anything's a problem I'm just explaining that like we did not build some cheap little, right. like, quick thing. Well... You know, we we designed it, and we wanted it to be beautiful. 
And as I see it. And we don't like I'm cheap calling, things. I'm calling it our problem, but it's not our problem. The thing about us is, is that we get to make other people's houses awesome, mm-hmm. which is always your complaint. We make other people's houses awesome. I want my house to be better than theirs. Right. Which and, is never the case. Right. But you, but we'd have to just constantly upgrade our own house to, to I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. so, so we like nice things because we work with nice things all yeah. the time. I don't and we like... see the value in having the nice thing. Yeah. However, at the same time, our clients generally make a lot more than we do mm-hmm. and can afford the nice things more than we can. Mm-hmm. So there's the rub. Right. And I feel like we like nice things, but we're not extravagant people by any means. Um, we just like... Like you described it the other day, we had to buy a new vacuum recently and I like needed to have this Dyson vacuum. I like could not accept like buying a shark vacuum and Jesse described it as like that we just really like having good tools. We use our tools a lot and we really like having good tools. If you think of a house that way, sure. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't change why you couldn't have vinyl siding on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't have any vinyl siding. So we, I've, I feel like the part of the reason that I want to verbalize this whole story is because I feel like there's probably people that we've come across through this process who are like, why the fuck did they start doing this if they didn't have the money to do it? Right? Well, that might be their reaction if they hear you complaining about it, yes. Right. Right. So... I guess, so, I mean, there's a couple different reasons that we decided to do this, even though, so we realized once we started getting bids for things that we were not going to have enough money to finish this project to completion. Um, we kind of knew. We were not hiring a builder. Like, we didn't, we weren't like... Uh, talking to builders who would come in and oversee the whole thing. Like we were going to GC the whole thing ourselves. So we were contacting excavators. We were contacting masons. We were contacting framers and roofers and, um, and waterproofing experts and yeah, gosh, like gutter guys and all of it. Yeah. And even like at some point in the process, I was freaking out because really when you're doing a project like this, we should have had a landscape architect. Like, our yard changed drastically, which we didn't realize. And I was like, well, holy crap, like, this is not what's happening. I don't know, like, if I'm making horrible decisions. And I called our friend Dawn and was like, can you please come over and tell me that I'm, like, not screwing this up? And can, he, I, can I go on a tangent about that? You finish your story. Yeah, I just, and he did. We know really some really wonderful people. And Dawn came we over do. the next day and you know, went over things with me and kind of put my mind at ease, but I've, I've been thinking <sighs> about, uh, social capital and I feel like we are rich with social capital. It's very optimistic of you <laughs> and true. You Jesse okay. is really good at finding like the good in things. And this is a great time to talk about our social capital. Yes. Social capital is great. Yeah. And it's not only 
We have wonderful so, people. Sometimes in our it life. can be something where like you feel like you get to take. It could be viewed that way, but I, f- I hope that I can give too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we have social capital to be able to be like, oh man, we really should have hired somebody like that. Maybe I can get like ten minutes of this guy's time. Right. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. they said yes. Yeah. That's great. And all and and realistically. What did he do? He came and he confirmed what you were thinking, right? Yeah, he just told me that like the plan that I had come up with was when you talk was... face to phone. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he just yeah, he just came over and was like, "Yeah, this is a good plan," and um, it helped a lot, especially because you know I was not in a good place. No, you ha- you haven't been for a while. <laughs> so my tangent is, <laughs> so we decided. We decided that, and I don't know if I was really that hardcore about this, but as soon as somebody mentioned it, I felt like I wanted it. What? Well, I I wanted a garage that was 10 feet in height. Or at the very least, I wanted a a shop that I could drive my truck into. Well, but that makes Which means that you need like a 10-foot ceiling. Well, you need high ceilings to drive your truck into it. so So what you do is you can load your truck and leave it loaded for the next day to leave, even if it's going right. to rain or something. Right. But also because you build really tall things sometimes, and you need to be able to stand them up. Yeah, and also when you have a board that's 10 feet, sometimes instead of swinging it around sideways, you want to swing it end over end. Sure. Yeah. So I'm going to take a, san- a tangent to my tangent. Okay. When digging this, the excavators came. Wait, I think you're getting ahead of yourself in the story. What? No. That's not ahead of the story. I was just going to... My story is about Lindsay the cowboy. So they dig all this. They dig this whole mess out. Wait. And it's a lot of dirt. So you're, you're you're wanna, a, you want to go backwards now in this story. You're ahead of yourself. Yeah. No. I was going to tell... You can go backwards. Okay. I'll just talk about the cowboy part. Okay. So they dig this whole mess out. And there's a lot of dirt. A lot of dirt. And everybody the whole time, everybody I met with was like, so do you want me to take the dirt somewhere else or do you have a place I can put it? And every single time they'd say that, I'd look around the yard and I'm like, what are you talking literally, about? Where am I going to put this dirt? Literally, Yes, every, I want you to take it away. Every contractor that we had here, like, didn't, I, I feel like they didn't fully know how to do their job. And then... Even, or we just had a really overwhelming job and people... People were overwhelmed. I mean... Maybe they were underpaid and overwhelmed. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, the, when we first met Rick, I was like, hey, Rick, I want you to take away this dirt. And Rick was like, oh, yeah, I'll take away the dirt. No problem. And then we start doing it and Rick is like, <laughs> so you want me to take away all the dirt? And I'm like, yeah, I want you to take away all the dirt. So anyway, we get this big old mound of dirt in the yard that's like a mountain which is really, I was thinking back on it. I just was looking at pictures of it on my Instagram. Right. Was just like, I feel like when our kids grow up, they're going to have etched in their memory this mountain of dirt that they got to play on for like a week or two. Longer than that. (laughs) So they got to play on this mountain of dirt, which is not a normal child activity that just like, hey kids, come outside. Look what I got for you. <laughs> it's 10 truckloads of dirt. Wait, what about me being a cowboy, though? Well, so here's the cowboy part. So 
I think it was probably the fifth time Rick shows up and Rick is like, so you want me to take this dirt out of here? And Lindsay's like, <laughs> we're both about, we're all about to leave for the day. <laughs> and Rick was like, I was thinking maybe I'd, no, you, you brought it up first, which you had mentioned like real briefly to me. And I said, that's a crazy idea. But you like it now. Well, hold on. You're always trying to get yourself an in-ground swimming pool. So that was Whoa. really your idea is like level out the yard so that I can two years from now mention an in-ground swimming pool. That's funny. So. Because our edition won't even be done in two years. Yeah, I know. I'm never getting I know, a swimming it's funny. pool. I, I meant, I said two, I meant 20. Okay. So, so Rick is like, you want me to truck this out of here? And you're like, well, I was thinking maybe you could just spread it around the yard and kind of make the yard level. Because we live on a hill, which I'm sure anybody listening to this knows, because you've already looked up our address, because I told you, if you Google our name, Jesse Parsons, (laughs) you'll find our address. Um, Plus, nobody's going to listen to this. Right. Only people who already know where we live, because they've come over for dinner. So, Lindsay's like, oh yeah, just spread it around a little bit here, a little bit there, try and make the yard flat, which me... Thinking geometrically, I'm like, oh, well, you can't make one thing flat without something else being steeper. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to make a steep part to have a flat part. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with the gentle rolling nature of our yard. Because I was used to, when you kick a soccer ball, you kick it, it that way. rolls down the hill. And then if you kick it the other way, that's where the adult stands and stops it from rolling down the hill. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I had a minor freak out. Because you were being a cowboy and like, hey, just spread it out. Because I'm impulsive. Well, that's part of it. And then Rick, of course, is like, he loved that idea because then he didn't have to haul away that dirt. Truck all this dirt out. Yeah. When really that dirt that he spread around that day was like a twentieth of like what would they actually dug out? I mean, it wasn't all of the dirt. No, No, they still trucked out a lot of dirt. But anyway. So I, instead of fighting it, which I didn't really feel like fighting it, I felt like, say la vie. I mean, whatever happens, all, my only point was I want this, I want the tree that's in the yard to remain unaffected. Mm-hmm. And, and if something becomes a little steeper, then like maybe it'll be more fun to sled on. Yeah. So maybe you'll have a... That- a flat part that's more fun to play kick the soccer ball on and a and steep part sledding. that's more fun so for sledding. So that's snow. the best of every world. Yeah. So anyway, then we leave for the day after this. And I think there was, there were at least three text message conversations back and forth about like what this might be like. And then I don't know where you were. You didn't come back until dark that night. I got home for some, it was a weird day. I got home in the daylight before you. I don't know where I was. Yeah. To see it all spread out, even at which point I was still a little bit like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Anyway, the yard all got spread out because we dug deeper down for my higher ceilings. Ultimately, everything came down to like, now what happens with our driveway? How are we going to get down? We had to build a retaining wall there that we did not originally plan and yeah, the driveway is was and is crazy. Right. So it's all my fault. 
No, I'm just saying, like, you added three feet of depth onto our yard that was not there before. Only so it's in, like, like three the tiniest feet. area. Oh, the tiniest anyway, area. This story is not that good. I would oh. like to. <laughs> Why? Because it's my story? I would like to rewind back to why did they do all of this when they realized they couldn't afford it? And my answer is we did all of this even though we couldn't afford to do it because the other option was that you would have to go rent a shop space somewhere else because you could not stay in the barn and you were only, again, let's just be transparent here. You were paying only $500 a month to rent that barn. I don't think you can say that because now Dennis is trying to rent it for more money. Than Listen, that, that's not my deal. Now somebody's going to have a bargaining chip so, and say, Jesse rented it for $500. I so he could never fact. rent something for that much, and but yet we could you know, be paying this mortgage every month that would basically equal the same amount, and he would have a shop, and we would have an unfinished house that would eventually get finished and I struggled with that I really went through a moment of like we we should not do this like I I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this like we should not do this um but ultimately because of you needing a shop it did just make the most sense um and my biggest stipulation was that like it just needed to get done from the outside like do we have enough money so on the outside, this looks like a finished product. And then just nothing on the inside of the house portion is it's done at all. That right. was my one thing. And we were like, we think we can do that. Um, and so, so we moved forward with it. Um, can we... What? So... You meant I was getting ahead. I was going to tell the story about when they were digging. And how they didn't know what they were doing at all? Well... No, okay, so just hold on. So we decided we were going to do all of this. And we got all of our bids and everything. We hired probably all of the like worst, most like rowdy people you could ever possibly hire. Not and all by, of them. Okay. I, I stand by Rick. No, we we... These people like As our best became decision. our family. So our excavating crew that we hired were like mostly Amish people, and this guy Omar, like, was the love of our lives. Like the girls nicknamed him Curly, and would squeal when he would show up, and he was like so sweet and wonderful, and was here all summer, and. No, I just, nothing went smoothly. Like, everybody that was here was so kind, and everybody was doing their best, but I don't know. I guess it just was a really ambitious project because nobody really understood the plans. Like, they came to dig out on the first day, and they, like, dug everything level to the current house. And then at the end of the day, I was like, Jesse, why is no, this not was... dug down no. That's how you remember it? Yes, they didn't. And then, and then we had That's to... I, I emailed them and I was like, this is... This is not... This is supposed to be three feet below ground level. And Rick was like, oh. Oh, I, my memory is totally different of that event. What was it? It wasn't the end of the day. 
they had leveled everything out and were ready to start like just trenching for footers. Oh yeah, that's what it was. And it was halfway through the day. And I went out to have like a halftime conversation with them. And they were ready. They were like, yeah, we're just going to trench out for the footers and blah, blah, blah. To which I said, okay, but. Don't you have to dig it down first? But we have to dig a little bit more to go further down. And they were like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> you got that pretty good. Because they're Amish and you they did pretty good. really good accents. Um, yeah. I don't know how they didn't. I mean. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Somebody knew. <clears throat> but the person operating the machine Curly did not did know. did not know. Well, it was not Curly at that point. Oh. It was Baldy. Oh. And... <clears throat> Which is a great name. The girls made up nicknames for literally every worker that was here all summer. At least they didn't call anybody fat guy or anything like that. No, but <laughs> no, they didn't. You're right. They did. They did call somebody darky, which <laughs> <laughs> because he was tan, not because of any other reason. But it was very. It wasn't darky. We've... It was tanny. No, 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 no. They started with darky. I'm telling you, they did. We're getting into and a we rabbit hole. Immediately ha- stopped them and said, without without reacting too much, a good parenting <laughs> moment. We stopped them and said, I think we should call him Tanny. <laughs> to which we convinced them that it was a good idea. And they went on. And with they it. lost they dropped the name Darky without us having to have a <laughs> oh conversation about why Darky was oh an offensive name to call anyone. <laughs> oh, so Gosh. anyway, so they're halfway through the dig. I stop and I'm like, oh, you have to dig out way more. And then they're like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot of digging. That's, they're like, it's so much <laughs> dirt. What are we going to do with all yeah. that dirt? Right. And again, the question comes up. Where are we going to put all this dirt? Can I just put it somewhere on your property? No. No, there's nowhere to put it. Like we don't live on 20 acres. Like there's nowhere to just like put dirt. Um, So... So we got underway, and then um, it proceeded to be the most rainy summer of all time. Like, ever. Which brings me back to social capital. Yes, we'll get to that. What I know you're going to talk about Pete. What other story are you going to talk about? I just want to talk about Pete. I just want to talk about the fact that... so. So they had finally dug down three feet below ground level like they were supposed to. And it starts just pouring, like just raining cats and dogs for days. And we literally had um, a 1,600 square foot swimming funnel. pool. It was a funnel. Our entire property right. funneled into that yeah, swimming because pool. Because the driveway was pitched and it literally funneled all down into this hole that if, they had just dig. Every drop of rain that fell on three quarters of an acre funneled right into there. Like literally a swimming pool. Um, I don't know. How soon did we call Pete? I mean... We called Pete pretty quick. I think Laura was texting me asking, do you guys need a pump? Well, that's so, incredible. Right. They're that they offered people. even before I we know. needed We have friends problem. who own a pool business, Prell Pools. Call them for all of your pool needs. Um, and they, Pete brought over this like Jimmy rigged, like insane, gigantic pump. 
Well, let me just give another shout out. I mean, it was not, it wasn't even that. It was like, he made no big deal about it. He was like, come over and get it. Oh, right. I put a little, I put a hose on the end of it. I put a little something together. I show up and he's got it set up so that like, it's got filter on filter. It's all the hoses are connected. It's got like 30 feet of like this fire hose out the other side. It's got everything connected. Everything is just like, I didn't even have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not to say that it was an easy thing. There were, there were times that it was the middle of the night and I had to spend like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to get this thing primed so that it would start pumping some water out. Or it was the middle of the day and our whole block crew goes to sit in their truck because it starts raining in the middle of the day. And I am out there turning on the pump, priming the pump, trying to get the pump working in the pouring rain while this block crew is like sitting in their truck, like waiting for the storm to pass. Just like... But everything everything was about trying to convince somebody that it was, hey, it's no big deal. We're going to get this going. We're going to like, we're going to get this water out of here so that you can lay a couple more blocks today. Right. Because, because we need you to finish so that the next person can come in. Everybody's on hold constantly because of the rain. Um, and yeah, I just feel like any break in work was, it took them like forever to, to get back and get going again. Can we, can we also talk about how Amish people call at six in the morning all the time? Yeah. My hours of operation are between nine o'clock and nine o'clock. Don't call me before nine and don't call me after nine. Oh, please. You don't want anybody calling you after seven. Don't call me after seven, but don't text me after eight. Nine o'clock is not realistic. Yeah. Some of these dudes would call at like six in the morning to talk about the forecast for the day. And that dude would call at six o'clock. Yeah. He'd call at six o'clock and be like, Hey, how much rain did you get overnight? (laughs) Well, because he was using his phone in his barn and it was the only time of day he was at a phone because after that he was not at a phone. I don't know. But six in the morning is not a time to have a conversation. I just, it was, it was crazy. Like, until that block was completely in, even even after that, because even the, then the framer came to start and it was just a mud pit down there. And he was like totally overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed for some other reasons. I know, that's like a but, whole other story. But but realistically, we he, built, we he built just needed to insane, get up to the first floor so that he could get off the mud. We built an insane thing in like the worst possible summer in history. Yeah. I mean, it would just was a nightmare. <laughs> and, and I was in a bad way because of it. Like this project, like broke me into a million pieces. Yeah. You know what? Happy wife, happy life. And I'm not sure what the opposite of that saying is, but I'm going to figure it out. I, because that was kind of what this year was like. But, you know, it wasn't even, like, I wasn't, it's so hard to describe, like, how I felt. Because, so I think the hardest part was was that, well, I hated when people told me it's going to be okay. 
<laughs> or when people told me it's going to get done because no, it's fucking not going to get done. Like, so we, we dealt with an immense amount of stress doing all of this and there was no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel because it wasn't going to be done. It's not like at the end of this, you're going to have a finished edition. It was like, no, you're dealing with so much bullshit and nightmares and horror and it's not even going to be done in the end. So like, there's nothing to look forward to. This just sucks. The end. Yeah. It's true. I feel like it's different for you because you, and I don't want this to make this about like oh, a you and me thing. Cause ahead. I know that happens, but you, you, ha- you were getting your shop out of it. And that was the main point of the addition. And I know your shop's not like heated or done I, yet, but honestly, like, that wasn't even a no, thought of mine I know until it wasn't. you said it all the time. I know. No, to me, what I was going to say is there's nothing but today. What, is, what the fuck like, does that even mean? What, what like, it? we're building something, yes, but, like, the, the job for today is the job for today. And that's the only way to work. That's the way to no. work it. Well, but I don't... Today's job is to do this. Well, it just and doesn't... And that's what I need to do today. It's different when you're a female. <laughs> oh, it's a male-female thing, is it's, it? We, I just it's not a like just, eight nine thing. Oh gosh, don't talk. We're not going to talk about enneagram <laughs> right now, okay? Um, no, it just um, it was really really hard and really really awful, and it truly truly like broke me in ways that like I never ever imagined were even possible. Like it was the worst year of my life, other than the year that my dad died. It was the worst year of my life. Um, it's getting late. I feel like it's been 30 minutes, maybe an hour already of this podcast. You're being so rude. <laughs> and I came out alive. You're alive. I'm We're alive. still married. We're still married. And like I said, when we started this thing, and you hated that I said this. <laughs> what? What are you about to say? When we... When we were deciding, like, because we realized if we go through with the first step, we have to go through with the last step. Right? What does that mean? When we were taking out a loan. Uh Uh-huh. You said, if we take out the loan, we have to pay the loan. We have to build something. We have to do something if we take out a loan. Oh. And what I mean is that that being the first step means that you have to see it through to the last step, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's, a, again, a reason why I say, like, the job for today is the job for today. We're going to see it through to the last step. Mm-hmm. Which will be in five years. Well, we ran out of money. That was the last step. Yeah. <laughs> so the last step on the loan is gone. So what was I saying? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what I said to you. What I said to you is I said... This house, another house, no house. I don't give a shit because what I really care about is you and the girls. And I know that if, if this is going to detract from that, if this is going to take away from that, then I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, it did take away from all of that. And we no, still but did we're it. okay. It took away 
It took away from our <laughs> summer, for sure. It took away some things, for sure. Oh, my God. There were some days when the girls were like, guys, are we ever going to do anything fun ever again? Well, that, yeah. They, like, they didn't like, quite say it like that. Yes, they did. To me, they did. Really? It was heartbreaking. I was thinking of the day so we didn't I... we didn't have a yard. So, like, it was summer, and the girls could not go outside and play in the yard because there was, like, tractors and craziness all the time. But they also got to drive a tractor around our yard, run up and down a big pile of dirt yeah, in our Jesse yard. Yeah, Jesse would drive these people's tractors around when they weren't did here. They... And it... Did I get in a bucket and have them drive me on the front of the... No, I didn't do no, that. No, they did that themselves. No. no, did they get on the bucket and I drove them on it? No, they drove it and another one of their guys was in the bucket and they were trimming a tree so they could move something. Oh, okay. Anyhow. My point is, house, no house, all these things are just things. They, Our relationship I, matters. Yes, and I appreciate your optimism. It's what gets us through a lot of things, I think. Um, relationships it, matter. Relationships matter. I struggle, though, a lot because I love home, and I hated being home all summer. Yeah. Like, it was... If I could, on days, I would just leave first thing in the morning with the girls and be gone for as long as possible because um, I just couldn't stand being here. It was too stressful. So I would go out as much as possible. And on days when I was gone all day were much better days for me. Um, there was something else I was going to say. Yeah. What else do you have to say? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what, where this podcast is going. Stop. I feel like you're being condescending. (laughs) Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. When the inspector was here for the final time, the final time being like the first this time. is all we can <laughs> this is all that we're getting done. Um Jesse was like telling him like, yeah, we're not like we're kind of at a at a stopping point right now. Um we ran out of money and we're not gonna be, you know, getting much done for a bit and so like, can you just, like, mark that on the... Per- like, what did you ask? Like, do I you said, just, like, mark it on I the said, permit like, or something? I said, like, what's the process of this? Because this is pretty much where we're at. Right. Um, I, I don't... I know that this... I'd love for this permit to be closed out, but it's not going to be closed out for a long time. Is Do I need to put a hold on it in some way? Or what's the process here? And he said... He said, oh, it's it's not a big deal... We will just, we'll call you when like some time is running, running up or we haven't heard from you for a while just to check in and see if we want to keep the permit open. But it happens all the time. And I said, well, I said, oh, you mean it happens all the time that people run out of money in the middle of building things and like it takes them longer because of that. And he laughed and he said, that happens sometimes. But most of the time, people get divorced. Yeah. Most of the time, it's a divorce that happens. Which, for me, was, like, so validating. So validating. Because it sucked so bad. And we're okay, and things are fine. Um, But that it is such a stressful thing that it, like, drives people to, like, divorce. I mean, it's, like, a horrible thing. 
I'm so glad experience. you said things are okay and fine. Those are such good descriptors. <laughs> oh, uh, things are okay and they're fine. No, We're are... okay and things are fine. I mean, the other like really huge factor involved in all of this is that like we run our own business together. So we are completely responsible for like hustling and finding all of our own work and income. Like we don't just like show up at our job every day from nine to five and like get a paycheck every two weeks. Like we hustle and we work really hard and we do that together, which I feel like is stressful in its own way. But like, so we do that. And also like this was going on and it was just, um, a lot. You know, I was thinking today about people approach us sometimes about um, putting on additional square footage on their house. Mm-hmm. Like four square feet. They're like, well, can you just make only, this yeah. one corner yeah, bigger? Yeah, some people just want four square feet, which <laughs> I find really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's just a, an overall lack of understanding about how things work. But... Just people who ask for like an addition. You probably should be nicer when you say things like that because, like, what if clients like listen to this podcast? Well, they won't know because they technically wanted five square feet. They'll think I'm talking about somebody else, <laughs> and they're not the only ones. Uh, it happens all I the know, time. So many people, people all the time that. are like, you know what? Could we just make this corner just move out a couple feet? Yeah. And I'm like, you mean out into the yard? Right. Yeah, yeah, just out into the yard. You can't just hang it off the edge of your house a couple feet. Right. Anyway, thinking about people who approach us about additions, mm-hmm. about like m- bigger things I that are. I tell them digging. don't don't do it. We generally say like just buy a bigger. We house. generally turn that kind of work down, and we try to work within existing square footage. Our work is is generally interior. We do interior work for people. Right. So working within existing square footage. My point being, our, our experience this summer has reinforced that in me, especially because I feel like if I were to be in charge of somebody else's project, mm-hmm. I would be the person that they would look at scornfully the whole time yeah. That I would be the one that was like, that guy, that guy's the one who like... It's his fault things aren't getting he's done. He's the one and... who's filling our yard with dirt and and mm-hmm. a hole filled with water when really it's like, you know what? It just rained a whole lot. Right. And I didn't do anything about it. And I'm stressed trying to make it happen. Yeah. But I would be the fall guy on somebody else's project. Yeah, it that. wouldn't be a fun... It wouldn't be a fun job, I don't think. And in the end, I'm only interested in fun. You do love fun. I love fun and excitement, but not drama. Yeah, which is why you have me deal with all of our clients and business t- things, and you just like show up and do the like beautiful things. Yeah, yeah. Just turn on Bob Marley and and just install your get cabinets and yeah. And put in headphones and pretend people aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a mostly finished edition on the outside. Jesse has a it's 
January 1st today. Um, we started in July, so it was, it's been six months. But, like, it was, like, a couple, it was, like, three months of, like, a lot happening. We did a lot of prep, though, before that, right? That doesn't count for our prep. No, it was, like, the excavators. Moving plants, selling a camper, demolishing a garage, Mm -hmm. which ended with me on crutches for a while. Like, there was... Yeah, no, the excavators came and started digging in, like, the beginning of July. Right. We we prepped for that for a while. Yeah, probably in the beginning of June. Anyways, there's... The tree work, moving the tree house. We had... Oh, oh, why'd you have to bring that up? I'm just saying that there was a lot of work. I know. We have a tree house that um, we had to move, and it was crazy. Um... There is a little bit of siding left that needs to be done that Jesse's going to work on over the next couple weeks. Um, and then in the spring, we'll be finishing up some porch stuff, like railing and stuff on the porch. And then I have, like, just a ton, ton, ton of landscaping and yard work to do. You're pointing that at me like I'm not talking loud enough. No, you're just not projecting into the okay. phone. So we have... Zero funds left to do anything. Um, And where we're at with that is that the very, very next thing that needs to happen for the inside of the addition is the HVAC, Um, at which point we will be tying the current house in to that same system. Um, And the HVAC is like 20 grand. So I'm entering every giveaway, every sweepstakes. I mean, there's... The unfortunate thing is there's not a lot of manufacturers of heating equipment that run sweepstakes because not a lot of people go to their websites. Not a lot of people go onto Ream's website to see like, hey, what's Ream doing nowadays? <laughs> oh, look, there's a sweepstakes. I want to enter that. However, we just, like, need it, should they run a sweepstakes, I'm going to be that guy who goes to their website. It's going to be a contest of one. It's really, it's really a hurdle for us because once the HVAC is done, like, we can slowly pick away at the other things. At like the electric, the plumbing, the insulating, the drywall, the hardwood floors. You know, like that's all manageable financially. I'll and move in without hardwood floors. I mean, we talked about moving in without a master bathroom. Oh, yeah. The master bathroom, I'm like, whatever. Who knows when that's going to get done. But, yeah. oh, the other important thing to mention is that, so we, the the existing house is very separate still from the addition. There's a giant um, wall that will be removed once the addition is done. But when we realized we didn't have money to finish our project, we were like, we have to just leave that wall up because otherwise you'll have a a house that's just open to like a giant unfinished space, which is, you can't do that. So our current house was unaffected, which is great. And when the addition is ready to be moving forward, that wall will be taken down, which I still have questions about. How are you going to get that steel beam in here now that like it's not? Come on, get out of town. As accessible. And now we're both quiet right now because somebody's upstairs having a bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell who it is. 
know. Is this a good place to wrap up? Yeah, I think so, maybe. So, anyway. let me ask you another question. Okay. So, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, you do. We can pause this. Maybe we need to pause it. Can you pause it? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Ruby was having a bad dream. But we're back. Jesse so what has I was a question. Because he's a podcast I expert. listen to a lot of podcasts. Of different varieties. You listen to super intellectual stuff. They're not intellectual at all. I listen to... Some of them are. One or two that are intellectual. Oh, okay. Like Philosophy Bites. Mm-hmm. Which is a good podcast mm-hmm. about philosophy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my question to you, I don't listen to podcasts that are like this, where it's just like... Interviews? I listen to well, interview podcasts, well, right. this of is, course, this is but they're really. like, it's like people who are interviewing, like, you interview a scholar or somebody who oh, recently well, wrote a book. Thank you. <laughs> Well, uh, no, thank you, because I'm the guest, and this is your podcast. That's true. <laughs> I'm just the interviewer. Right. Um, I have often... So, I like listening to, like, banter between two people. Uh-huh. So, like, those two women who do the I Mom So Hard, like, those videos that they do. Right. I love those. Like, I think it's so funny. They're, like, really good friends. It's, like... Yeah. Great. Like, I really love that kind of thing. So that and thing I is, also... like... That is where... To me, I, I'm in it. I'm in those for, like, 30 seconds, and then I'm done with them. Okay. But you, however... It's, it's almost like a relationship for you. Like, you're interested in the people and the relationship that those people have. Sure. Um... Or something like that. Like you're, you're interested in the personality in a way that like, I'm not totally interested in. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, I'm I am now interested in the personality of Jad Abumrad. Who is that? But like, come on, who is that? Jad Abumrad. <laughs> like, I have no idea what you're talking about. All right. Anyways. So anyway, I have problems that. Lord. You don't know who Jad is, and you're going to do a podcast. <laughs> don't make fun of me. So, I guess I'm just like, what's this podcast about? You know, because mm-hmm. po- I've listened to podcasts right. that are about things. So, that's a great question, and I'm not sure yet, because I had posted something on Instagram about starting a podcast and like, what should it be about? And I, I don't know that it necessarily needs to be about one thing. Well, yeah, they don't need to be about one thing. And and I also listen to some podcasts that are about everything. Right. That say, oh, we're about everything. Every episode is about something. Oh, really? Different. So that's like a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, that's so like that's, a venue of podcasts. So that's my thing yeah. then. And sometimes they're like interviews. Sometimes they're like storytelling. Sometimes they're... So I they here's my thing. I feel like I would love to chat with you on a regular basis like this. This is fun. I like doing this. We have lots of things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk a lot about women's issues. And I don't mean, like, 
feminist shit. Not like that. But, like, just, like, women and, like, hormones and the things that we feel and how it is really hard. So you want to talk to me about that? No. (laughs) Definitely not. Um, Lori is going to do this podcast with me. Oh, really? And Lori and I are going to be great. I have really good feelings about it. What's her address? She's going to be on the next episode. Ooh. So Lori's going to be on next. A little teaser. I also... For you know, I cook people who know Lori. I cook a lot, and a lot of people were like, "Do something related to like food or cooking." Yeah, but and that's I not don't like know, a I don't know audio. how. Yeah, I don't know how that translates into <sighs> audio. I'm not really sure on that. So, um, did you know that there's people who do YouTube of their podcasts? What? Like everything is released in video and podcast form. I don't think I want to be in videos. I don't I don't think that it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's dumb. The whole YouTube wormhole is like kind like of pick in- one or the other because you're clearly going to at some point favor a visual medium and at other points favor like an audio well, vi- like what, medium. Well, like what Dax does for his podcast is oh, he tell me more. Yeah, he has a an Instagram for his podcast. So um he'll just like have a picture of his Food? guest no of his guest for that day uh-huh. and he has this cute little like attic space so it'll be like pictures of like who he's interviewing like in his little space or whatever that's so funny because that's like the attic space we were in the other day that i said they should could be a little book nook or a little I cool know. little we don't have space. anything like that You've never been in our attic. Maybe it's just like that. I'm and never, it's just like a secret little world that you don't know about. Ever going in our attic. It's just filled with stink um, bugs. So I don't know. I think it's gonna it's not gonna be just about one thing. It's gonna be about maybe whatever I feel like talking about. So it's about you. It's not about me. It's about things that I am interested in okay. or feel like connected to. Okay. But not like about me necessarily but it would be things that I feel like I can relate to okay if that makes sense well then let me ask you a couple questions oh my gosh how do you feel about Scientology stop (laughs) this is not a comedy podcast (laughs) (laughs) so it's everything but that (laughs) no comedy allowed everything but comedy there's the title of your show Everything but comedy. Everything but comedy. Do you think? Yeah, that's a good title. Okay. I don't know, though. You do think that you're really funny, and if I have you on here, like, regularly... I don't think I'm funny. I just like to laugh. Okay. And I'm really funny. Everything but comedy. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, we were at the hour mark when Ruby had her bad dream, and now we've done a few more minutes, so it's probably a good stopping place. Yeah, you should be respectful of your... Uh, of my listeners. Of your guests' um, time. Yeah. Can I just say, hold on, one more thing, is that I have been told many, many times in life that I should blog. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Do people still blog? Yeah, I think they do. Really? Yeah, they do. They do they make money blogging? But people, So people blog, but they have like Instagram, so they'll be like, post right. a picture of something on Instagram, and then you like click on it and it'll take you to that blog post. It's not just one thing anymore in this world. Right. Well, you know, I've tried blogging and I'm not really very good at it. I'm not like a writer. I've never felt like I could like capture people's like anything with like my writing. 
Like, I'm not a writer. So I have lots of cooking and baking that I do and recipes and, like, things to share with people. But, like, I don't like writing about it. Right. Yeah. I get so, it. but I like to talk. So, it also, you know. let's be honest, it takes a lot of work to like write something out and put a, pictures in it. It's not like, any more work than sitting here like talking to my phone well, this for just an hour. Comes out. Like the writing Wait, this is doesn't like feel you like reread work. Read it, you proofread it. Do you, I'm probably going to go like, back and re listen to all of this before I publish are you gonna it. Are going to edit it? I'm not going to edit it. Even the bad words? Not the bad words. <laughs> <clears throat> Make sure you put that E on there so that people know. Don't listen to this in your, when your kids fucking minivan with your children. <laughs> um, yeah. What were we just saying? I don't know. About people in minivans? No. Just that I don't, I'm not a good writer. So the blogging thing never worked for me. Yeah. End of story. End of story. Do you have any, like, special outro that you do? What does that mean? Well, like, on... Like, when you're, like, leaving, when you're closing out your show, you, like, say a thing? Yeah, like, on Pete Holmes's podcast, You Made It Weird, uh-huh. he um, will have people say, keep it crispy at the end. Oh. Or he'll often do this thing at the end where people, they fake laugh together. That's the worst thing I could ever imagine. (laughs) No, it gets better. No. I've never told you this. So they fake laugh together at each other. I have nightmares about that. And then whenever their fake laugh turns into a real laugh, they raise their hand. And And then it's over? And and then it's over. And I swear to you, it takes less than five (laughs) seconds of two people fake laughing together for it to turn into a real laugh. Right. Because two people fake laughing together. What's funnier than that? I mean, you and Maple do that a lot and you think it's funny. But it's not funny for the person not doing it. Right. That's right. also what makes so it funny. So that's what's you're the word what's people. the word that for what you're saying? A what? An oh, all, a what? A what? Uh-huh. An outro? <laughs> an outro. Yeah. Okay, I'll have an outro by episode two. And yeah. a title. Everything but comedy. Everything but comedy. <laughs> we'll Is see. that what we said earlier? You'll have to listen back. Okay, now I have to figure out how to turn it off. Hold on. Put your face ID in there. Face ID. Unlocking. Okay, good night.